There's literally no one in the world that I don't hate right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. We're back. It's the Two Guys No Cup podcast. It is Thursday. It is not. April. It is Tuesday, April 16th. Quickly becoming Wednesday, April 17th. Mm-hmm. And folks. <laughs> this is as positive as it's going to get. <laughs> we are positive of the date. Yeah. If you're looking for happiness, joy, or any hope for this series going forward, we love you. Mm-hmm. We welcome you. We need you. As the yin of this franchise, whichever's the bad one, we need the yang. <laughs> and you're our yang. But. Taoist. We do recommend you tune out now. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you have children in the vehicle. Oh, do not play this. I'm going to recommend them earmuff it now. Uh-huh, very. For like a solid half hour. Uh, yeah, I'm serious. Like, we love all of you and we welcome you on this journey. But if if <laughs> if you don't if you want to still have hope if you if you're the type of person that says mm, still two two series a lot of hockey left to play this just may not be the episode for you and that's fine we can still be friends mm-hmm. we can still be very excited on the draft yeah we'll be here for you when the Blues are eliminated <laughs> we, we will we will we'll we'll just we'll be right here primed and ready with open arms with that warning out of the way. <laughs> Ian, mm-hmm. how would you like to start? Uh, the like, Blues lost yeah. to the Winnipeg Jets by a score of 2-1 to one in overtime. Sudden death overtime. Oh, and the death So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If it had been a regular season game, we would have made it to the shootout. There's going to be so much so sign. that's sort of a victory. Mm-hmm. I know there are people out there that think... Last game was six to three. This game was two to one, and it took overtime. That's an improvement. Get out of here. We're about to tell you how that's not an improvement, because it wasn't an improvement. Let's just let's just dive right into the viscera. <laughs> the first period. Oh, this was so long ago. The boys started so hot. Yeah, it was quite Red, the push at the beginning. Uh, they had the first seven shots of the game. Tarasenko had a narrow miss. They had lots of extended zone time. And then for the rest of the game, they thought, we don't need none of that. Yeah, why bother? The Jets came back. We surrendered a power play immediately because we didn't really know how to defend all game. It's a miracle this game was 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. And, uh... There was a really good play by Sunquist on that power play penalty slash penalty kill where he he did fall down at one point, seemingly unprovoked. But uh, there was a, a zone, ex, a clear attempt 
where Puck got to center ice along his side of the ice, and the guys went for a premature change, but he caught it, and he went and pinched the guy as he entered and gave the team time to regroup. So good job by Sunquist. Positive, more positivity. Positivity. We're just going to have a counter. We need one of them little ding sounds. I am not. I do not have the bandwidth to <laughs> ding sounds tonight. Just um, keep a tally at home, folks. Indeed. Uh, Fabry laid out Nikolai Ehlers on his own entry. Ravi Fabry, who was mm-hmm. welcomed back into this game with open arms and dangling shins. He had a okay game, and I'm going to say that's very positive. Sanford, right? yeah. He had an okay yeah, he game. Didn't look glaringly terrible. He also didn't play much in the third period. No, so. because. Why would you want 12 guys that you can play? Shorten that bench. And you can just have 11 guys. Why would you want 12 Why guys who can play, you? especially when one of those nine guys are going to allow to play? A couple of them really can't play hockey anymore, apparently. Honestly, like I look at this, I look at our notes, and they're good, and I'm glad we took them. But also, at the same time, just fuck this team. Like, <laughs> seriously. Just want to abandon the notes altogether. I mean, Tarasenko scored a power play goal. It was your standard Tarasenko power play goal. I'm glad I, I'm glad he scored I it. I want to give a shout out to our friend Jeff mm-hmm. uh, at HockeyFeedSTL slash 14th and Clark on Twitter. Very insightful analyst of the game and very brilliant gift maker. And he pointed out a couple weeks ago when we were ranting and raving about Tarasenko on the point, he was talking about, well, actually, Tarasenko plays out on the point so he can rotate into the circle to take his shot because that's the way he scores most of his goals and he doesn't have a one-timer like Ovechkin. And I said to him, he should develop a (laughs) one-timer. But that's a different point. This goal that he scored, Mm -hmm. which is two periods ahead, but we'll screw the Whatever. We'll just talk about whatever we want to, um, was a a textbook example of exactly that point he Mm -hmm. was making. So uh, very good by him, very good by Tarasenko. But a point generally about power plays, because I I didn't have words with a guy, like we weren't fighting, but there was a mild disagreement at one point when we talked, when I tweeted about how lousy our power play was, and somebody said we scored tonight. Scoring a goal on the power play does not mean your power play was good, mm-hmm. necessarily. Tarasenko scores goals on the power play because he is among the five best pure shooters in the National Hockey League. Probably. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. genuinely top ten at the very most, I would think. Sometimes he's just going to fire a shot bar down, like he did tonight, and just beat every goaltender on earth. That wasn't because the power play was so brilliant and effective. In fact, two seconds before he scored, I was screaming about how we never collapse on the power mm, play. And we still which don't. Which is a point I made just last night about the Jets' power play in the last game. So when the power play came out with like two, like three and a half minutes left, 
and just laid an egg, just an absolute one shot, egg. one shot on the final and power play. It wasn't play. a good shot. I do not remember that. You shot. Had, was that the Perron? I don't know. One? No, we had three minutes left. One shot on a power play in a tied game, one-one. When you could go up on a three-one stranglehold, and you just looked like ass. You looked like fucking ass, and that encapsulates the whole game for me. Really, I mean, I did the Blues look better than Game Three? Sure, they did. They looked like they had a little more oomph to them, but they looked disorganized as fuck. I don't know if they look like they have more oomph to. Them. I think they did because they looked like they had zero. Maybe I'm now, un- like I said, maybe I'm underselling how th- bad Game Three that's was giving them, it wasn't last night. That's giving them credit for moving up from an F to a D plus, but I think it was as much us moving up from an F to a D plus as it was the Jets moving up from moving down from an A minus to like a C plus. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't look especially good today. But you had every opportunity in this <laughs> closest shit game to possibly end it. And you just didn't take it. They never do. It's And I'm not saying they're not trying. They For are trying. five years. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about that Doug Armstrong quote. And it has never ever come true to your point exactly we beat chicago we beat dallas we talked about last episode but that wasn't like we didn't jam the knife in their eye we skated i mean we've won but i mean you got to the end of the series you beat them in game seven you moved on but that is not jamming the knife in their eye when especially when we had the chance we've never done that we've done that in 2012 against the sharks when we beat them in five games I'm going to tell you right now, as you all probably know, extremely different team. Different team, oh, whole, different coach. Like and what did we do Four the players series? still from there? Wiped. Yeah. It's been like this forever. Were we forever. swept by the Kings after that? Yeah. That was the only, that's the only sleep I've ever felt good about. Because like, well, I mean, this team switched coaches and they went on a crazy tear at the end and I didn't think anything of this team. Jonathan so you know what? Just a yeah, he's just so good. And from that moment on, Essentially, in my Blues fandom, it's just been playoff despair. <laughs> I, co- I closed the window so our, we wouldn't keep the neighbors It wouldn't out. seem spooky. Spooky wins. <sighs> I'm just saying, watch the Jets play. Even in this 1-1 game, it was 1-1, you would say, evenly matched. I think we even outshot them, possibly, by Most like four shots. Most the way through the third, yeah. So you look at it by the numbers, you go, even match. You know what? Jets just won by a goal, even matchup. I don't think so. Watch the Jets play. I get it. They didn't have quite as many scoring opportunities. I beg to differ in how much of a danger chance they had with these opportunities. How many times they're able to get like a tape-to-tape pass to an open guy, and we just got to stick on it at the end. And I mean, good for our defense. But how often did you see us do that at all? We'd have a guy sitting in front, our F3, our third forward, be trying to screen Hellebuck. When we had two guys behind the net, we'd have two guys behind the net. And so there was no third forward to pass to. Neither of our D were pinching in because God knows we can't give up an odd man rush. Which is, I mean, I agree with, but it's like we were playing crazy defensively the whole game, especially in the third period. We were playing for that extra point. Got to get to OT for that OT point. Oh, wait. It's five on five for another 20 minutes. I want to circle back around to the defense point because 
I think it's important. It was honestly, and maybe people can crucify me for it, honestly, towards the end of the third period or for most of the third period, it was starting to look a little Hitchcockian. It really was. Oh, yeah. We had had a forward way out at the blue line, too. We'd have a guy screening Hellebuck, and we'd have some uh, second forward just roving around, just trying to get the puck. Um, Can we move into this? Jaden Schwartz, fine player. Great can, I, statistically. can I give you some sure. stats yeah. before we, just because I'm disgusted right Go for now it. and I want to hear the points you're making and react to them. Between pal- between third period and OT, just just guesstimate what the shot differential was. Like, how heavily were we outshot in third and OT? Oh, I know they said like 16-4 to four in the third period. At home... When you're up 1-1. And you had a power play. Between the two, we were outshot 20-8. to eight. We had seven shots in the third period, one shot in the overtime. They had 15-5. and five. In the first period, we had a Corsi 4 percentage of 70.37. Pretty good. Second period, 45.65. Not great, mm-hmm. but even game back and forth. Somebody's going to have a little more possession mm-hmm. usually. Third period, 26.67% of the possession was the Blues. And in the fourth, fourth period, fourth. in <laughs> overtime, we had 11.11% of the possession. This team started out hot, and they just stopped. And they didn't even do the things they sometimes do, where they start out hot, and it paid off, and they got a three-goal lead, and then they just let their foot off the pedal, because why not? A three-goal lead should suffice. We didn't even do that this time. (laughs) We just started off hot and said, well, we put in our effort for the day. Take your lunch pails and go home, because it's Holy Week, and we've got (laughs) church to go to. But they didn't go to church, because God has abandoned the (laughs) Santa Oh, a long time ago. That's the problem I have with this team, and it's the mentality. 11%? Yeah. I'm sorry. Gal. It's the mentality I think they've forced upon me, I will say, is you only get so many opportunities. When you don't score in that first period, I, we've said it back and forth before, the game's over, and we joke and we laugh, but it is because they're not going to get more opportunities, and you say, surely they will. Of course they will. There's other periods to play. The Blues only get so many. They really do. They only get so many because they don't do the third period thing. They don't turn it on. They don't put the foot on the gas. They don't get opportunities back. They're done. They've put their. They've done as much as they can, and it's over. When they make that push, they have one, two, maybe three in a game, especially playoffs. This is all playoffs. And then it's fucking over. They don't get more opportunities. They only have so many, and then it's over. And you, because other teams, not all other teams, but a team like the Jets, seem to manufacture these opportunities. They start to go, they start to believe, they start to move forward, they start to push the pace, and they get those opportunities. The Blues don't do that. Even, I'll tell you this right now, and this is going to be real depressing. If they had won this game, if they had just tipped one in, Hellbuck scrambled for it, and it just rolled across the line, I'd feel good that it was 3 1, a 3 1 series. To be honest, I wouldn't real feel, feel really good about getting that fourth game. Like maybe, maybe, maybe they do. I'm not feeling good about the, the next series. Pro- yeah, that they just win because they have to. I'm not feeling good about 
series two. Not at all. We talked about this. When this series started, felt like a different series from the wild series of two years ago. As this series has progressed, it is starting to feel like that wild series where the Blues are just hanging on by a really good goaltender. I will not do this because I don't make the playoff bets because I end up looking stupid, but I would tattoo Patrick Wine's face on my face if we won the second series at this point. I don't stars or predators, I don't care. We don't have a prayer against either one of them the way we're playing right now. That's the thing is like we didn't look uh, good in game one. We looked good in period three of game one. Mm-hmm. We did not look good in game one. Mm. We didn't. We looked okay. I'd say it was back and forth. Two. Yeah. We looked okay. And from then on out, nothing. 53% Corsi in game one, 44 in game two, 48 in game three, and 43 in game four. Mm. Now that's not the full picture. Mm hmm. But it's a pretty good picture. Oh, you sneak you 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 took Winnipeg you took two games out of Winnipeg. You took the damn wide out and you shoved it up their ass. Thank you for pushing my mic closer <laughs> to my face. I am a child, I do need assistance. <laughs> you took two games out of the wide out and then you botched it. Because of course you botched it. <laughs> because you're the same fucking team you were when it was January 3rd. And you were useless. You're the same team, except having the hottest goaltender on earth isn't good enough to get you through the playoffs now. And he's still the hottest goaltender on earth. He stood on his head in this damn game. Oh yeah, he played amazing. He carried you through game one. He carried you through today's game. He was human in Game 3, and he did enough to get you the win in Game 2. Bennington's not to blame, and I'll tell you this right now, if Jake Allen was playing, he wouldn't be to blame. Mm-hmm. And I know we're the Jake Allen Haiti guys, and we I mean, generally oh, we're yeah. not very positive to Jake Allen. But... I mean, you, do, you, can, you can say the same thing as always. They scored one goal. You scored one goal. You tell me. You tell me somebody's not having the conversation about oh. Jake Allen. Because somebody's doing it. What, to start him? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, fucking stupid. Uh, they're not going to, probably, but they're having the conversation. Wake up the team, put in Jake Allen. You know they're <laughs> oh, doing it. Oh, that's going to do something to this team. Uh, <laughs> Just, okay, let's talk about. Let's talk about the high line, and then we can talk about players. Mm-hmm. Playing with our skates on the blue line on defense. This I'm I am not. People who listen to this <laughs> podcast are well aware. I am no brilliant hockey strategist. Neither are you. Neither of us. Come, oh yeah, you're right. Neither. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're you're much smarter than I, but you're not. Mike Babcack. Let me slip you my $5. <laughs> a loony or a toonie, perhaps, for your time. <laughs> they don't wear their blouses out in Saskatoon. You take a loony for your bag of milk. <laughs> I didn't spit up the uh, water. We're having a good time. Uh, 
you're playing a high line. Yeah. Neither of us are hockey experts. It doesn't take a hockey expert to make the rudimentary observation that when this team has been at its best this season and last season, they're playing with the defense pinching and attacking and making things happen. And yeah, you're going to give up some odd man rushes that way, but you're also actually going to be a threat in the offensive zone because you're playing five on five and not three on five. We were playing three on five this whole frigging game, and none of our forward lines are organized enough or talented enough right now mm-hmm. to compensate for that. Last year, when we started the year as the friggin' hottest team in the league, and everybody was talking about Blues having the President's Trophy and nonsense like that, you remember how much our defense scored? Yeah. They were carrying that whole thing. Petrangelo was getting Norris talk because he had like 20 points by thanks, like well before yeah. Thanksgiving. And even this year, Petrangelo, Preco, and Dunn all had over 10 goals. Right. When they were firing, those guys were pinching. Now they're playing back, and they're also not good enough defenders to play back. <laughs> they were still getting past you. So why are you having the worst of both worlds? That was always my Hitchcock problem. Like, if you're going to play defense, play it well. Either this team has no strategy. That's what it looks like. Or nobody's fucking trying to enact it. And I don't know which it is, but you gotta make the heads roll of whomever. Like, I I know Craig Berube's our coach next season. I also know he won't be two years after that. Like, and it's nothing against Craig Berube, but... <laughs> um, you caught me on the wrong night. The world. The, sorry, the, the world. But well, just who's believe who? If you really believe this team can win a Stanley Cup right now, honestly, God bless you, because we need the positivity. We need the optimism. Mm-hmm. Honest to God, bless you. You are a treasured member of this fan base. Much better fans than me. But this team just looks like a bag of milk. <laughs> they just look nonsensical it. and moist. We lost our one listener. I just said that to get your reaction. But just say things now, Ian. Say things about the high line or something. I mean, I can only say what I see, but I just see three lines, because we're not playing that fourth line ever, for the most part, not being able to do anything. And so, Robert Thomas and Tyler Bozak and Pat Maroon have had some decent games this playoffs, and they, they're very good at, the, at rotating, they're very good at the cycle. I don't see much come of it. All of a sudden, Thomas will pull back, he'll go one way, he'll go the other way, he'll pass to Maroon, Maroon 
pumps it into some guy's pads, and it's out the other way. Pat Maroon is working his oh, ass off. No, he's doing a good job. he doesn't have the skill to make it happen on his own. Yeah, I actually, I think that line's down. been the best line for us, that's, really. Yeah, and I'm not trying to put down Pat Maroon. He's had an incredible series, just in terms of work level. Mm-hmm. But he can't get it done on his own. Yeah. And it's not the whole, whoa, you know, he had to have Connor McDavid carry him. It's not that. But he's not a playmaker, and he's not a sniper. So he's got to be the, the the guy, that the cog in the machine that makes it work, and if the rest of the machine isn't doing anything. Mm. And I think Thomas has had an okay series for a rookie, but he does look like he's running around without a purpose yeah. a lot of the time. Then you got guys like Sunquist and Perron, who I think Perron's been a little less noticeable. Sunquist has been noticeable. Noticeable for the most part for a good reason. Multiple goals, uh, laying the body. I've generally liked his game. We'll move on to their other line mate uh, in a moment, I think. But then you've got the top line of O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and Shen. They're being countered. They're being shut down because of the top line. Tarasenko's shown up in the score sheet. Two goals, I think, and a sister two maybe. O'Reilly, I think, has has his one goal. I don't know if he's any assists. Braden Shen, kind of a ghost over there, honestly. I think O'Reilly had an assist Okay. the Tarasenko goal today. So my problem when people say, well, they're just being checked very hard as the top line. You know, top line's going to get shut down. It's going to get countered. That gets the most uh, attention of the Jets players. Um, You're the top line. You're our most talented line. You have to overcome adversity. You have to show up. I don't care that you're getting the toughest assignments. I just don't care. If you're a, a cup-winning team and you're the top line, you don't care. You rise above. You play better. I'm not saying you're going to just absolutely destroy the Jets as a top line. Of course not. But I want to be able to see you contribute. I want to be able to see that your line's doing anything. We were pretty nice to Ryan O'Reilly last time. We were saying that, you know... He played a playoff-style um, game throughout the entire season, so when you get to the playoffs and everyone elevates their game, he's going to get kind of lost in the shuffle. Understandable. Got it. Having said that, you still got to show, you still got to rise to that extra gear. When everyone's there, you got to have the extra gear. You got to, or at least show up, because in all honesty, I don't think he's really had the best series, even by his standards. No. I don't want to rag on him too much. First season with us, first time in the playoffs since 2014. He's and he's not been like the no, problem. he's not been the problem. But yeah, like we'll get to the he problems. also helped this team get to this point. So I need to see you help this team move past this point. He, if that makes he sense, he was our best player all season. Mm-hmm. He's not anymore. We don't have a best player, mm-hmm. but it, well, we do. It's Jordan Bennington. Yeah, and it's not Ryan O'Reilly. And when the point. Paul Maurice made after game one, despite the fact that it was a weak-ass defense of Connor Hellebuck, the point he was trying to make by saying your goalie's not going to be your best player in the playoffs is that if you're calling upon your goalie to be your best player, not a good look. Mm -hmm. Not a good look in the playoffs. And that's what we've done this entire series, even, you know, except for maybe game two, and, and there's not... I don't know. There's yeah. just not a lot of hope. We'll get, let's move yeah. to the guys after I say this piece. Well, <laughs> well go oh, ahead if you have a I, I was say, we'll just touch three more forwards real quick. You have 
Ivan Barbashev has just existed, in all honesty. Like, he's hitting people, he's but... Looked good. I mean, he's looked good for a third yeah. fourth liner. But Again, yeah. Was. Sanford got moved out because he was just looked lost. For Fabry, who I thought had an okay game for Fabry. Looked like he had a lot of speed out there. Again, kind of lost, but fourth line roll. Steen, I'm not going to go either way on. Skin and bones. Which is a nice way of saying, still better than... Braden Shen and Jaden Schwartz. Jesus fucking Christ. So first of all, Jaden Schwartz, you can see. You watch him play. He's playing poorly, but you can see it. He's shooting the puck. Oh, it's not even going in. It's not even touching Hellebuck. It's hitting glass. You see him. They say his name a lot. Honest to God, didn't know Braden Shen was playing in this game. But Braden Shen is gone. He is like, gone. Every time I saw him touch the puck today, he turned just it over. A ghost. He's been god awful. I mean, so bad. <laughs> and I like listen. Credit where it's due, I guess. I know the butt hurt Philadelphia Flyers fans talked about him disappearing when mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah, because this is his first big. playoffs with us. And. Listen, he was huge all last year. He was huge in the last game that we lost in that last week. He was our best player by far when we were trying to make the playoffs. But he's a ghost. He's just gone. He's not doing anything positively at all right now. And it's, I mean, he you have to step up your top, your top line forward on this mm-hmm. team. Yeah, you you just not even you just have to be better. It's not like there's no there's no sugarcoating it. There's nothing. There's no way to get around it. You just have to be better than you are being right now. <laughs> yeah, and they're not being better. <laughs> and, and Schwartz, yeah, I mean Schwartz. Look, I've been his biggest defender all season in terms of well the. Numbers are still there, and he's gonna yeah. be fine. It's just that it's. And I agree with all that. This Brock bottom shooting percentage and all of that is true to a point. That's what I mean. Play through that. Like, do better. When are you gonna find it, dude? You can't. And then, like, he'd get in the zone and he'd just lose it. Like he'd also. We watched that. He got into the zone. A guy stepped into him and it was just gone. And I mean, it's not like he got plastered. He just couldn't get it. And he's hustling. He's trying to get it back. But it happens all the time. And then, like, I don't want to be the anti-Berube guy. I don't want to have to adopt that role. I guess Here I it comes. Have. But, like, why are these guys still in the roles they're in? Oh, they're getting line changes game five. They must. They have to. They have to. If they haven't. But why were they today? Yeah. You, you're benching Robbie Fabry in the third period. Maroon's played with Tarasenko and O'Reilly a lot. And he's been working his ass off all series. Why is he not up there now? You should put Schwartz. You should, honest to God, make Schwartz, Steen, and Shin a line. And just put them out there when no one else can move. <laughs> And I'm not try- I'm really not trying to be like flippant or anything, but that just that what else are you gonna do? Because those guys cannot help your team right now. And maybe they get fired up by being paired together. Schwartz and Shin used to have incredible care mystery. And maybe they wake up and do something. Because one of them one of them but would have to. Why yeah. are you spreading you're literally like spreading a cancer around your team by having one of those guys on three of your four lines. Because you're just putting dead dead weight on each of your lines. 
instead mm. of just having the dead weight somewhere off to the side. I don't. I li I just don't understand that decision. <laughs> I mean, and you're right. I guess they have to change it for. They have to next game, but I we've don't... we've reached the point, and I don't know if we've talked about this on this podcast. This is when the Blues lose the series because. When the Blues are in an elimination game, which are not yet, or they're in a game where it's like oh, you gotta, they basically are. Yeah, you gotta get to three two. You so you have to win game five. You have to. 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 But they won't. Yeah, exactly. And they won't. And this happens pretty much every year. We go. They have to. It's a must. And then you get to the must win game, and you go. They have to. And then they, and they still don't look. They still don't look good enough. I I, I won't jump ahead. I won't jump ahead. To the other series. Oh, no. I was going to say, I'm not going to jump ahead to Game 7. Oh, yeah. Or Game 6, what, of Just course, where they don't show up to the elimination game because they have not in the past. Just once, just once, I would have liked to lose a playoff game because you were just outplayed mm -hmm. by the other team. I mean, credit to the Jets for looking... Fine tonight. <laughs> Adequate, yes. <laughs> You're looking. Sorry. Great I have, job. I always have to give them some sort of credit. But. I mean, you're not wrong, though. Like, they looked like a, a real professional hockey team. Not an especially good one, but a conscious one. Mm hmm. And the Blues haven't. And look, look who's showing up for the friggin' Jets Dustin Bufflin, Blake Wheeler. Patrick Line. Patrick Line, Kyle Connor. Mark Shifley. Mark Shifley. You hadn't you haven't heard shit out of Jack Roslovic. Oh but boy. you know what? You don't need to. You haven't heard shit out of Brian Little. Well, I think you've heard some, but <laughs> you don't need to. Where's Nikolai Ehlers? Well Oh boy. I guess he's one of the but you know, I mean, That's they, what I mean, yeah. It doesn't matter when your stars show up. Your stars are Wheeler and Line. And Bufflin, and to a lesser extent, Ehlers and the rest of those guys. But those three have showed up in a big way, and Kyle Connors stepped up. Tarasenko's had two goals. He took a, another nice shot or two today. Mm. Prior to that, he was asleep at the wheel. <laughs> Shin's a ghost. Out to lunch. Schwartz is a ghost. O'Reilly... Actually, ghost is too positive because a ghost just wouldn't affect things one way or the other, and those guys are both actively mm. hurting the team. They're a Frankenstein. <laughs> there you go. O'Reilly is closer to a ghost, but, I mean, he's 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 been fine. He's just not been great. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about not elevating his game is, is perfect. That's exactly what he's not doing. Petrangelo's gotten a lot of points. Yeah. He's got like four or five points. He doesn't look good. Pareko is a little bit running Pareko around looks again. Awful again. Evanson, I thought of a better game. <laughs> he rebounded slightly uh, for me. Like, Vince Dunn, we, hey, we got to do it again. Two episodes in a row. Vince Dunn, I thought, looked pretty good on defense. I love Vince Dunn. I think he's your best. Underrated with the stick work, man. I think man. he's your best. Say it. I think he's your best defender a lot of nights. That's crazy. Because his night in, night out, his level doesn't change as much as the other guys can. Mm -hmm. So if the other guys all drop off and he's just 
exists. Exists. Yeah, is Vince He's Dunn. Your best. Yeah. I really like Vince Dunn. But I, I agree, though, with you. Most of those guys non-existent in the offensive zone, playing right at the blue line. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah, and not, and still not, not keeping Fox in. Mm-hmm. Not keeping the Jets in the zone. Not doing shit. They're not doing shit. And they're not taking passes. And they're not creating plays. What the fuck are they doing out there? What is their job? And some of that is them, and some of it is bad utilization. And I don't know if that's on Baruby or Van Ryn or Larry Robinson or who the fuck it's on, but it's got to change. You you can't... Those guys are dynamic. When they're good, mm-hmm. they are both dynamic. Some of the best two-way defensemen in the league. When they're good. But when you have them sitting at the blue line which is the weakest part of both of their games to begin with, is trying to hold that line. Mm-hmm. And you're having them both do it. You're just wasting two of your most important assets. And you're not... What did we change to do? That's what really worries me. What did we do different in period three to give the Jets a new look? We try a new strategy. Did we do something new on the power play? God, I hope not. If we did, <laughs> then do the old thing again. <laughs> but, like, I just... It's not good. <laughs> the outlook is grim. And and I want to just toss it to our friends at our St. Louis Blues, the Blues subreddit. It just... Get to the chopper now, user. Get to the chopper yeah. now. Top comment on the post game thread. I just he just sums up how I'm feeling. He says, "Does anybody at this point see any other end game than a four two jet series get win? Same as it ever was. At least when people use the term Cubs of hockey, there's a ray of hope in another half century." Or Jeez, so. I, I fucking hate this team. I'm and then, so sorry. This, this is the best part. Uh, of the, this is the best part of this. I fan love this base. team. Yeah. User, this is the theme song. Says, great. Y'all are seriously too negative. I love this sub, but come on, guys. I'm butthurt as fuck right now, but it's a long series. Not anymore. Not anymore. There's less games now. You know that. The possible games they could play, there's less than than what they have played. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. You had to win. The long series behind you. I'm not good at math. What's four sevenths? Percentage-wise, like I don't know. 58% somewhere around there. More than that. It's 57%, oh, you dick. Sorry. Right. <laughs> you had to win 57% of your games. Now you have to win 66% of them. That's how series works. Series work. You can only lose once. You had three opportunities for error. Now you have one opportunity for error. Anyway, he finishes by saying, Tides can turn at a moment's notice. We're a bounce or two away from winning that game. Buckle up because this thing is going seven. And he got downvoted. Bravo. (laughs) Bravo. Don't bring... Look, seriously, I'm going to watch game five and I'm going to be like, come on. I'm going to be negative, but I'm going to have some positivity to it. But after a loss, uh, this is a whole other 
another story. Sorry Don't give me the sorry. Yeah, sorry shit positivity. Get the, the fuck out of here. They just lost. If I was sitting in that fucking arena, and even if it's just a little OT, but it started at 8.30, and it's fucking whatever, 11 when it's over. Or no, it's like 11.30 when it's wow. over, 11.45. Yeah, I'm pissed as shit. And someone's like, oh, they could win, though. With what momentum? With what fun? With what history are you basing this upon? With what players that are actively playing? What did you watch? As Fire as Five Fire Thirty Three says, the problem is it wasn't like we lost a game we should have won. We have not looked near the level we need to be. Yeah, it's, it's so well said. Go read these people because I'm glad I'm not alone. Well, I will tomorrow over a cup of coffee, and I'll laugh, and I'll laugh. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and, you know, here's another one. Lost momentum in home ice. The entire team looks dead besides Bennington. Can only score on the power play, which we can't do that either. We had our chance, and we blew it, boys. That's it. And it's it's really, it's full circle to the knife through the eye thing. You just you just fucked it. You had it, and you just fucked <laughs> you it. Had it. All you, you lost needed it. to do was win one of these games, which isn't even putting the knife through the eye. You had every opportunity. You could have to won tonight's game. You had by just a little every puck. opportunity to sweep this series. You were up one to nothing after the first period of game three when you had no business being and you could have just said you know what boys shit we are lucky as shit to be here now let's play some friggin hockey bring home this win make it three to nothing and get some rest before the next series but you can't do that you can't fucking ever do it because you're the St. Louis Blues and you're the same Blues essentially that were here when you couldn't do it against the Wild and when you couldn't do it against the Stars before that and when you couldn't do it against the Black Hawks before that, and I don't care if David Backus is gone, because Alex Petrangelo is still here, and Vladimir Tarasenko is still here, and Jaden Schwartz, I think, according to <laughs> reports, is still here, and you still can't friggin' do it. And as I said last time, what's changed? What has changed since January 3rd? Really? You cost yourself possibly a good draft pick? <laughs> You're giving up your draft pick now, and it's going to friggin' whoever because of the that's going to Anaheim now because of that weird Montour trade. That's what it is. Like who is digging back? You got Bennington, he's red hot, which means you're going to have to write him some weird-ass contract this summer. And that's it. <laughs> you don't know what this team is because he carried you through a second half. And I know there are people out there who don't believe that, and that's fine, but they're delusional. This team is not in the playoffs without Jordan Bennington. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And pretending now that we're some miraculously turned around team with some great coach who made us 180 like a friggin' something that 180 is really well. A beta fish. A horny beta fish. A horny beta fish. (laughs) It's just just laughable to me. It's all Jordan Bennington, and now that's not enough to carry you, and you're going to get bounced again, because of course you are. A question that I'm going to pose to you that I think we'll be talking about plenty of this offseason when we get bounced here. So by this offseason, yeah, you yeah. mean this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. This cor- this we warned people. Yeah. Just, I just no, want to reiterate. Know. If you're here, if you're here it's your own damn fault. <laughs> this core is over. You ship them out. It has to be, right? Ship 
trade out with Petrangelo this summer. Just do it. If he, I mean, if he'll accept anywhere. How many opportunities has some semblance of this core had? Essentially since, I'm going to say, 2014. Tarasenko was drafted in, what, 2011? Yeah, and he played the series in... And, he played the King series. Like, he didn't play much in the in the 2012 series, like the Sharks-Kings, if any. No, he didn't play at all. He wasn't even over here. Just kidding. Uh, he didn't play much in the King series where we got reverse sweep, the two two mm-hmm. up and then four down. Then he started playing more in the ones after mm-hmm. that. When we improved. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much he was here in 2013, but then he really started playing more minutes, at least especially in the playoffs, the next year. So... Yeah, since about 2014. We'll say as essentially some form of this core has been around. So that's been, what, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. We're in 19. That's six That's six years, and one of those years didn't make the playoffs. So five playoffs that Petrangelo, Steen, Schwartz, Tarasenko haven't gotten it done. Pareko, to an extent. Edmondson. Think about who the core... I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the leftovers, folks. Who's been here the whole time? Schwartz and Tarasenko. Mm. Petrangelo. All of Steen, them have... Yeah. have enti- Steen. All of them wear this entirely. From Davis... Well, not Davis Payne, but from the very start of Ken Hitchcock till mm. now, all of them wear it. Entirely. Braden Shin wasn't wearing it, but he sure is now. Welcome to the St. Louis Blues. Ryan O'Reilly, you know, and and again, you made the point you don't want to blame it on him too fast yet, but he friggin' he's not lifting the team now. Mm-hmm. Nobody's lifting it, and it's the same shit. It's the same rumors that we've been hearing for three years. It's the same shit we were saying in November when this team couldn't find the net with someone showing them the way. It's There's no leadership. There's the, They're not playing for each other. They're not picking each other up. And I don't. they can say all they want about how this is the closest this team has ever been. Prove it, then. Prove it by kicking ass on Thursday. But you're not gonna. (laughs) You just aren't gonna. Just like Jake Allen, prove prove us wrong. I'd be super glad that you take two in a row and you look like fucking world beaters. Do it. Because you have to if you're going to win the cup. You have to. So you could do it. If If that's in the cards, go ahead and do it. I'd love it to happen. I'll eat crow, I'll eat a shoe, I'll eat five belts. I'll eat a whole bag of black licorice. Go for it. But I just don't see it happening. And if you watched how this team played and you say you see it happening, you have a great amount of belief and I applaud you for it. But it's just that. It's just random belief. I just, at this point, you're the weirdo. I say it with love. But at this point, scientifically, you're looking (laughs) the evidence in the face and just denying it. We've drawn the blood. We've we've <laughs> run bo- the test. We've boiled the vials. Sure, you're the thing. Well, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets swept. Yeah, the I don't even. Lightning. I want to talk about this next time when I'm feeling different. Okay, we can do that if you'd rather. Some interesting quotes from John Cooper that we'll save. Our future coach, John Cooper. Maybe I. I'm sorry, folks. 
I wanted more excitement. <laughs> I wanted to be happy. I wanted that overtime winner. They just fuck all. They didn't even wake up in overtime. No, they didn't. Eleven damn percent Corsi. Are you fucking kidding me? What's annoying is people go, well, the Jets are a really good team. They're it's not. Like, well, they even, haven't been for half a season. But even if they were, you are the other half of the <laughs> equation. You control you. We were stomping mud holes in Nashville. We beat Tampa Bay twice. That, well, now it makes sense, to be honest. Sort of, <laughs> sort of yeah. But that was 10% of their regular season wins. Yeah. A full 10%. It's not that it's that's what's so fucking frustrating. There is such a difference between the, the Carolina Hurricanes are gonna lose their series and they're gonna do it in five games. Mm-hmm. But God Almighty, they fought and clawed and they got into the playoffs and they won, they had one glorious win on home ice and the future is so bright. If they get a real goaltender. The sky's the limit for those guys. That's such a difference between... Our team has been talented enough to hypothetically win a Stanley Cup for a a decade, most of a decade now. Mm -hmm. Not all of a decade, but most of a decade. And they just don't. They just don't even want to all that bad. And that's what's frustrating. You can't... You know, Doug Arm- I don't know what Doug Armstrong's building, but it's not a cup winner. It's a team that can play well enough in the playoffs in the regular season to get to the playoffs and make the ownership more money. And I'm not fa- faulting Tom Stillman for that necessarily, but it's just like it's good enough to keep people's jobs. Mm. It's good enough to make fans fall into this trap of hope every so- every postseason, and it's not much more than that. I'm hoping for that Craig Berube hiring because it just means we're a little bit closer to a Doug Armstrong firing. Maybe, yeah. And I'm—I've been a big Doug Armstrong supporter. Oh, I like him, but something's got to change. We were talking about gutting, gutting this team with a machete in December, and we're going to go into next season with the same team because they can't have enough. Because 11 games. They can't have enough critical thinking to say we have one incredible hot streak and we had a ridiculously hot goalie. And that's the entire difference in this season. And that's a shame. That's just a shame that they can't, that they're not smarter than that, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't have more words to say. No, I think, I think that's summed it up. I'm going to still have to edit and post this up. So it's going to be a long night. Can you just put, like, sad uh, music behind the entire thing? <laughs> just drown our That just grow, grows until now. They can't even hear what I'm saying. Uh, possibly. Cool. Could be. Cool. Um, I really hope we're just dead wrong and they come out yeah, roaring like in Game 5. Please. Please prove us wrong. But I'm just not feeling it. So until... Are we, we're, we're recording Thursday after the game, right? Yeah. Until then, folks, we'll hopefully talk about other hockey and be much happier. Maybe at least it'll be a better game and we can talk about John Cooper and John Cougar and <laughs> why some parts of the country call Cougars catamounts and all sorts of things. Mm. But until then, goodbye. Only dreams now. <laughs>